dude, I just don't know what I'm doing with my hair, man. Like, is it supposed to look good? Is it supposed to look disheveled or whatever? Ironically, I've been getting a lot of compliments on it. People contact me, friends, family. I was just at the checkout in the grocery store today. Lady walks up to me and she says, can I just tell you, you have a magnificent head of hair. It's beautiful. And I went, you know, thank you. But I don't know what it is, right? From my perspective, it's never looked worse. So I don't know why people keep complimenting me on it. I think it has to go to the tune of my whole gripe with fashion, that people could show up wearing a salmon outfit and they go, oh, that's so bold. It's so courageous. And that doesn't make sense to me, all right? Bravery doesn't equal good. So I think when people see my hair as bad as it looks, it keeps looking more and more absurd. They go, wow, I can't believe he was confident enough to leave the house like that. And I think that's all it is. I don't, it, these things can't equate what is actual decency anymore. I don't know. Like, I could be brave and courageous enough to stand in front of 32,000 people and go, whoa, we're halfway there, and I'll suck. But just because I'm bold enough to do it, do I get a standing ovation? No, dude. So I don't get the whole shtick. I don't understand. Everything's awful. And as long as you're bold enough to be awful, then you look amazing. And it's just a weird catch-22. So anyways, I say all that to say that I still don't know what I'm doing. And this is how I keep leaving the house. I just go, ah, then whatever. <laughs> I just want to have a fun time. That's it. At the end of the day, I want to have fun. Not much. Not much else. I want to go to bed at the end of the day and say, hey, what did I do? I had fun. <laughs> Welcome back to Full Circus, or Fall Circus with a nice fully autumn vibe. My name is Tristan Sartoris, and I am so delighted, new adjective alert, to be here with you guys today. Let me say this, dude, okay? Last night, I tried to do the podcast. Not because it was urgent or there was some sort of pressing deadline, but just because I felt like having a silly goose time. You know, when you wake up and you're just like, you know what, I want to have fun today. I want to have some fun. Do I need to do it right now? No. But I feel like having fun. So I come down here. I turn the camera and all the lights. I don't know. I get a pretty good fancy. And I get a little bit into the show. And I find that I'm just a little bit burnt out and tired. Shocking, I know. From the work that I've had. Okay. It's just a little bit energy low deprived. And I'm, I'm fine. Like I still want to be doing. I still want to be having fun. But I just can't bring the level of chaos that I regularly like to bring. So I do something that I don't ever advise because I think it's stupid. I went for caffeine, okay? Now we know my stance on caffeine. I think it's stupid. I think it's addictive. I think it stains your teeth. I think it literally makes you crap your pants. Check out the science. Um, but uh, yeah, so I felt like I just couldn't bring the heat that I, like literally, I, got, I started like seven times. I was like, guys, I don't know why. I just can't. I can't get there. You know, I can't get my brain in the zone for some reason. I was just leaning back and I wanted to be feeling funny. Okay. You know, when you want to be just feeling the feelings when you should be feeling it, I couldn't be feeling it. I just wasn't feeling funny. You know, it's like if somebody comes to you and says, hey, do you feel like having pizza? And you go, I can't. I'm, I'm not feeling funny today. <laughs> you know, You're like I'm just not feeling like pizza. You know, I'm not feeling the feelings. So, I went to go get the caffeine, I get some energy drinks, and I take one, bang, nothing, okay? I take one again, and some more. So, listen, within an hour and a half, I had 700 milligrams of caffeine, 
Now, some of you might be typing this into the thing, or if you're already smart, like if you knew something that I didn't beforehand, you're like, oh, how much caffeine should you have today? And, and they say, don't ever have 700 milligrams. <laughs> um, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. And I tried it, but it didn't freaking work. Okay, so don't worry about my health. I didn't get jitters or headaches or heart palpitations or whatever. You know, I was completely fine. Although the Google search did kind of wake me up a little bit. because, like, oh, um, am I going to be safe? Nothing happened. I never got an energy boost. I never felt sharp. I never felt funny. I, in fact, I got more tired, okay? I laid here waiting, kick in, kick in, kick in. Never happened. So I took 700 milligrams in 90 minutes and then I passed out 30 minutes later. Can you believe that? I took 700 milligrams at 10 p.m. and fell asleep by midnight. That is insane. And this is why I've been theorizing for so long that caffeine is just a bunch of malarkey. That caffeine isn't even real. What wakes you up in the morning when you have your coffee is the fact that it tastes like trash. That you sip it go, <laughs> oh, I'm up now, you know, because bad experiences wake us up. Somebody socks you in your face while you're sleeping. You don't go, oh, you know, you're up now. Somebody wakes you up with bad news. Hey, by the way, your car caught on fire. What? You know? That's just how caffeine works. I think coffee just sucks so bad that that's what kind of, you know, if there was anything that gave me a little bit of energy, it was the fact that I might have just overdosed. And I went, oh, and then I didn't feel anything. So I was like, oh, this is calm. It's peaceful. I'm going to sleep now. So unbelievable the fact that I have been having trouble sleeping, but yet I take an ungodly amount of caffeine and then fall asleep immediately. Don't know what that's all about, but, uh, you know. You know, I did, I, in my research while I was looking it up, I was like, is this normal? Am I safe? I did see something that said, if you have ADHD, caffeine can have an opposite effect and it can actually make you more tired. Now, I don't know if I have ADHD. I've never been tested. I've never been diagnosed. Do I get a little sidetracked from here to there? Sometimes, perhaps, but uh, I don't know, you know? And I know some people might be like, you should go get tested if you feel like you have something help you understand yourself more. I don't need to understand myself more. There's nothing you could tell me if you say, oh, you have ADHD or OCD or TMJ or TMI. You know, no matter what I have, it's not at a certain level on the spectrum where I need medical attention or some sort of help. But, you know, if someone wants to give me some sort of mental diagnosis and say, this is how you understand and process this is what's going on. I don't need any of that. Okay. Because no matter what it is, it's not going to help me know myself more. I know me, okay? Like, I might not know politics or science or history or current events, but I know Tristan, all right? If there was a class being taught on Tristan Sartorius, ah, I'm acing that thing, okay? Because I know me. I've been preaching this forever, dude. Go get to know yourself. Take yourself out on a dinner. Find your taste, your food, your music, your flavor, right? And then you know, process who you are, learn about yourself. So I know what keeps me motivated, what distracts me, what stresses me out, what depresses, what builds me up, what brings me down, you know? So no matter what kind of label you could give me, again, because it's not extreme, so I could have ADHD, sure. But I know me that I know how to deal with myself. So, you know, maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I know that uh, caffeine is a bunch of malarkey and if it's not, then that means that I have something going on. And I still don't care because what do I know about myself that I don't care? <laughs> so, you know, get to know yourself and figure that one out. But yeah, anyways, the energy drinks were tasty. So I never woke up with uh, 
a bad experience. It's just pleasant. Pleasantries make you fall asleep. Hey, by the way, don't mean to bother you, but I deposited $15 into your account. <laughs> okay, sleep tight. You know, you're not waking up for that. That's not going to shock you into the day. So anyways, I was pretty disappointed and I just have more beef with caffeine. It's it's non-existent. I think it's it's fooey. I think it's hogwash. So think about that next time you have your coffee. Is it really making you happy? Is it really jiving you up for this morning? Or are you just like, this is trash. This is garbage. Hey, now I'm awake. Okay, so put some sugar, put some creamer, put whatever you got to do into that thing and then see how awake you really are, right? Black coffee. Oh, I'm up. But when you drink one of those freaking fruity and, and fun and flavorful coffees that you can get from one of those shops, uh, I don't know if that's really waking you up. So test that out. It needs more testing. I will not try it because I <laughs> I tried to have coffee a couple weeks ago when I was staying at that person's house and it was trash. I spit the freaking crap out. And I'm sorry to say that because it was kind of expensive looking coffee. It was like, oh, I'm up. So coffee what is it good for um so what else is going on dude i've been taking a lot of walks i've talked about this on the podcast recently getting my fitness shape right now i might i might not run but i'll i'll walk i'll saunter at a medium pace um and not always though like i try to like i just gotta walk for 30 minutes a day very simple task okay i just need to go out and do it but sometimes i forget but I always try to get it in no matter what. So what's been happening lately is I take these walks late at night. And that's fine. It's peaceful. It's nice to kind of be up in the only one. You know, it's like in this weird realm. We're like, where is everybody? Why aren't they here? Did they all take caffeine and fall asleep? Um, no, so you're just walking down the middle of the street. And occasionally you'll run into some people. And I, again, I always try to be aware of how I'm being perceived. So I'm walking down the middle of the street and people are taking their trash cans out and we kind of lock eyes with each other. And there's this weird like off-putting stance where I know I'm a friendly individual, but to them, they see a stranger walking down the middle of the road at midnight and there's a little uneasiness. So what I've been trying to do is ease the tension in some way. And what I found is that nothing helps. Okay, so I'm walking down and I do a little soft whistle because, you know, you can't be a bad, bad guys can't whistle. Doesn't work, okay? Because no matter what you try to do, it looks more menacing. Ah, <laughs> oh, who's that guy whistling, walking down the middle of the street? I don't like it. So I stopped doing that and I try and just do a friendly smile. Hey, what's going on? Guy, I, I did lock eyes with some guy while I was smiling, and he immediately turned around, got into the house. I was like, oh, okay, don't smile. Because, look, I thought maybe bad guys can't smile, but there's something off-putting about somebody smiling to themselves, walking down the middle of the street. <laughs> hey, hey, get inside! That's a psycho! The last one I tried didn't have any better effect. I was skipping. I thought, you know what? Bad guys can't skip. Surely, that's the one athletic maneuver that anyone with a villainous plan can't pull off. You know, you just don't expect to see Satan skipping. 
that's how it is. But sure enough, I start skipping and I'm skipping underneath the streetlights in the middle of the night again and whistling and smiling. And some people were taking their dogs out real quickly. Again, they get inside quick because anyone who's doing these things looks more insane. So I'm sorry to all my neighbors, but I am realizing that I just need to walk earlier. So if you are taking these late night walks, if you want to walk and get your exercise in, either get in the day or get a treadmill because it's intimidating, it's scary, it's menacing, it's dangerous. Um, so I felt bad about that, but you know what? I had to get my steps in. What else is happening, dude? Oh man, I, look, here's something about knowing myself. I can't start things and not finish it. That's just who I am, okay? And that doesn't mean that I have to like the thing or it's pleasant, it could be bad, it could be terrible, but I was just raised with the notion that, son, whatever you start, you finish, okay? Like, I'd be playing a game with Candyland, and I'd be getting whooped by my dad. I'm like, okay, dad, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I say, what are you doing? You know, you got to be finishing this game, all right? You do not start something if you're not going to be finishing, you understand me? So I was raised with this feeling that no matter how bad it gets, you finish what you started. So I started a show six years ago. Okay, this show was called Riverdale. When I was going to college for musical theater, people would say, hey, you kind of look like this character from the show Riverdale. Didn't know what it is. I checked it out. It was kind of some teenage murder mystery thing. It was okay when I first started it. Immediately after two or three seasons, trash. Gets so bad, and I stopped watching it. And I just saw that the series was ending. Okay, so I'm like, you know what? I have to finish it, okay? I, I got to know these characters for a couple seasons now, so I, I feel like I owe it to them to see how their stories end. And I had seen online and social media that the show just kept following that trend of down. So <laughs> I turn it back on, and it's so bad, dude. I don't even mean to trash how bad writing can be, but look, even the actors in the show are like, dude, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. What is this? What, what is the storyline? What are we following? And it goes from this murder mystery to more cult aspects, and then all of a sudden they have superpowers, and then the father repeats the same plot over and over again, and then they cross universes, then they go back in time, then they get all the stuff back, and they still don't care. Now look, I might be spoiling it, sure, but you're welcome. Um, so, dude, I turn it back on, and I grind all of the seasons out. And it is so tough, dude. I've never felt more like a masochist. Like, I'm just like, okay, this is painful, but no matter what, you have to embrace it. Um, so, you know, again, that's just something about me that you just got to realize that no matter how hard something is, you persevere and you push through. Um, so if anybody is looking to get back into Riverdale, the show just ended. I wrapped the whole thing up. It still never made any sense. There's so many missing plot holes and loops and roundabouts and none of it makes sense. And the stuff that do make sense, they repeated it 18,000 times. Like, hasn't this happened? Why are they just it's like they found the one thing that worked? Like, what if his father disowns him again? What? Is he, he's like 28 now. He's been doing this since he was 16. Um, so that was rough, man. And look, that was just another thing where you got to be like, oh, I got to finish it. I got to finish that connection. Don't you feel like you owe it to somebody in some way? Like I was just watching a movie earlier. I turned it on because I thought it was an Adam Sandler movie. Um, and he's in it, but it's like a teenage bar mitzvah 
movie and he's like on the cover. So I thought maybe there'll be a lot of Adam Sandler. There's barely any. So I turned it off. But some part of me, I have no interest in <laughs> middle school teenage girl drama, but I have to finish it because I started this freaking story and I got to know how it ends. Um, so that's where I'm at now. <laughs> Anyways, dude, the NFL season is upon us. It's just another one of those things we love about the fall. You know what I mean? Look, again, don't mean to harsh on other sports. I love baseball. I love basketball. But there's so many freaking games that they can't all matter. The Guardians, okay, they're trying to fight for a playoff spot, and they just keep on losing. And somehow, they're still in it. Teams always still have a chance. And I get how that can be a redeeming quality, that you can just suck and suck and suck and somehow... You can maybe squeeze in at the end. But with football, you have these 17 chances. That's it. You lose a game, that's huge. That could be the difference right then and there. So I love the pressure and the intensity that you need to really give everything you have. You know, there's just something beautiful about passion. There's something beautiful about drive and intensity. So I'm so excited, man. Hope the Browns win. I'm not keeping my hopes up, though. You know, there's something that you learn about, again, by being a Browns fan. I started this journey, and I have to finish it. Throughout my entire life, I have to stay with the Browns. No matter how awful this gets, no matter how many times I watch them lose, I will stick by him because I'm a loyal son of a gun. But uh, I am so excited, man. Football, it's just, it's like, twas the night before fall got even better. So, I'm excited, dude. And it's just a good bonding thing. You know, even with people you might not know that well, people you might not get along with that great. But all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you suffer the same thing I do? You know? Like, some of my first deep connections I've had with friends, strangers, even estranged family members, it's just that, oh, we're both equal here. You know, we don't agree. We don't mesh on so many different levels. But all of a sudden, we have the same either celebrations of the win or, oh, this sucks. And you can connect like that, man. Beautiful sports are beautiful. Um. Oh, dude, we just had a crazy freaking storm. All right, like a bad. Probably one of the worst storms I've ever seen. However, you know, they give you these these sirens and these tornado warnings and such, and you hear them for, like, hours at a time. Like, but they, they do these test warnings all the time. And by the time it actually happens and it's still not raining, you just go, oh, what's that? They're just being annoying right now. Okay, fine, fair. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> wind and rain. And I don't even know if there was a tornado, but trees were toppling and falling down. Power goes out. Okay, so what I thought was just going to be a chill minor inconvenience with the <laughs> in the background became a very... Long night of candles and my family wandering around in the darkness just waiting for electricity. And look, I know people like to go, oh, it's fine. You can detox from electricity and social media and technology and whatever. Blah, blah. But dude, it's not the same anymore. Okay, maybe if I grew up in an era where I didn't have all this, but now I'm accustomed to it. I need it. Okay. Like, once you taste such sweetness, it's like licking a Snickers and someone says, here, have a bite of this cabbage now. I can't go back. I've already experienced the delight. Even your grandparents, your parents, people who didn't grow up with it, you take it away from them now, what do they do? I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And everyone likes to go, oh, we had so much fun when we were younger. We actually had to think of fun things to do. That doesn't sound like a good time. You had to come up with your fun. You had to create fun. Like, I got fun, I got stuff I can do all the time, and then I could make my own if I want. So, 
you know what, it just sounds more boring, and let me tell you, it was, dude. It was completely dark, and no one could see each other, and we're like, yeah, this is how they lived in the olden days, right? My parents just took a trip to Amish Town, Amishville, and, and I don't think they liked it one bit, because, like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, it's like camping, sweet detox. This was fun for a second, but where's my bed, okay? Where's the warmth of my home? I don't want it anymore. So after the power went out, it was funny for the first 15, 20 minutes maybe. We're like, oh, don't worry. Power's going to come back on. You know, surely it's storming. There's trees toppling. But I believe in the electrical company. They're going to get back out there and fix it for us. They know. You can even check their stupid ETA thing online, man. And it says, oh, don't worry, we're going to be back up and running in 90 minutes. Look outside, a freaking oak tree has crashed, multiple power lines. How do they drive out there and see that and go, yeah, we could fix this about an hour, hour and a half, we could take care of this. No shot. They're just lying to you. They want you to believe that maybe you'll get back to some sort of fun reality. But we never did. I went to bed, bored, and in the darkness. If I knew what I knew now, I would have just taken some caffeine and been able to pass out earlier. Um, so that was super lame. Again, dude, like it's fun for five, ten minutes. Stops, okay. Oh, it's dark. But after an hour goes by, like, okay, it's still dark. You know, what do we, I can't keep playing hide and seek right now. I can't even seek. All right, we're just playing hide. We're just playing be bored in the dark. Congratulations. We did it. We're back in the olden days. Is this what everybody's been bragging about? This is the thing that's so much fun. I don't find it. I gotta tell you, I just... There's very few interesting things about the dark. I challenge you right now, list five amazing things about the dark. What do you got? It's good for horror movies. That's it, you know? There's nothing, there's nothing, it's just dark. There's nothing great about this. Give me a movie, give me some music. I need something, I need to be stimulated. Again, goes back to knowing yourself. I know. This sucks, dude. I don't care to be here. So anyways, man, next time your grandparents tell you, oh, things were so much better without all this stuff. And they always say this like while they're scrolling, like my grandparents are always on the phone. Yeah, yeah, dude, things were so much better when we were younger. Okay, sure. Now I guess if anybody has earned it, like if you had to walk to school uphill both ways, then maybe you've earned the right to have some technology. Um, but you know what? I can't lie to you. I've tasted the bitterness of the past and I'm not fond. Oh dude, speaking of my grandma, we went over there a little bit ago and she noticed that I had been losing weight, right? And <laughs> the first thing she says to me as I hug her, she's like, you need to stop. I'm like, why? Like, just don't lose any more weight. Promise me, promise me you won't lose any more weight. And I go, oh, I'm, I'm, okay, sure. Now here's the thing about men versus women. Look, guys are just, they're way more judgmental, okay? That's just the way that it is. Whether you want to be accepting, and it doesn't mean you have to be harsh, but there's just a notion that we kind of go, oh, man, you can improve. You can get even better. So when you lose weight and you get in the gym and you start being tighter, more disciplined in your regimes, the guys go, stud, stud, stud. But the women in my life, whether it's grandparents, mom, aunts, okay, they go, oh, you were already perfect. You were already beautiful. So there is this notion that without the judgment that guys present, surely people would be way happier. All right. There would be way less depression in the world because people would stop feeling the need to go above and beyond and, and discipline themselves to such extremes. But also, I would never get in shape, dude. I was 245 pounds. And I'm like, I just need to lose some weight. <laughs> I've got knee problems. My mom's going... You look great. 
You look amazing. What are you talking about? Women tend to be so caring and so loving that uh, as a society, I think we'd be so much happier. For one, I think depression levels would drop. Okay, I think we'd be through the roof with joy and just general contentness for our lives. But I think productivity would stop as a whole. You know, we wouldn't be improving and getting anywhere because I think women are just so peaceful. They're so loving. It's just like, hey, everyone's already good enough. This is already fantastic. And it's a great mentality to have. I think it does speak volumes to some sort of generalization that men are so critical, right? We, we critique. We're never satisfied. We can always be being better, right? Oh, this is great. We put so much work into it. It can always get better. We can always do. We're never fulfilled. And then women have this kind of, this is great. You're fine. You're perfect. You're beautiful. And neither one is absolute. You know, we need some some critiques. We need to be a little critical. We need to kind of strive for more. Clearly not as much as that. And we can't be so perfect and so whole of ourselves that we kind of can be destructive, you know, because you're never actually improving. If you're never actually being critical, then you just kind of plateau and stay. Now, surely the women's point of view, at least, again, generalization. Um, is way better than the guys. But there is some sort of yin-yang. It's a beautiful sentiment. And that's not to say there's not caring guys or, or critical women. You know, there is just kind of a balance. Although, I will say, dude, I see people talk about in movies and TV shows, oh, women can be so nasty to each other. They can be so mean and so ruthless and gossiping and trim, trim. I don't, I don't know any bad women in my life, all right? I only know douchebags that are guys. I've never actually, and this might just be my own fortune, I haven't yet come across any douchey ladies. They've all been so nice and great and, and pleasant to me. And the guys that I run into in my life are very critical. We're very bothered. We're just in a rush. We're fast paced. We can be jerks, you know? So I might be stereotyping a little bit, but you know, there is just kind of, you live in your own circumstances. So again, I don't mean to say that all women are pleasant. Okay. Some of you guys suck. I'm sure but I haven't run into you yet. So if there are some terrible, awful women in this world, comment, say, I'm a woman and I'm awful and I'm proud. <laughs> oh, anyways, what else is going on, dude? I saw something about NFTs that they've just depreciated so freaking hard. Here's the thing about NFTs, and I never really understood them. Again, I know me, I don't know a lot about everything else, but my general grasp on this concept, and if you don't know, then I'll do my best to explain. The NFT, the non-fungible token, something like that, but I just called it a new fart trick. <laughs> um, look, it's some sort of scam, all right? That's just how I look at it. Maybe it's not, maybe the people who profit, maybe the finance bros want to come after me and go, oh, the NFT was profitable, it's a realistic concept, it makes your life better. Dude, the NFT, okay, was basically just a little digital art, right? It's a photo, not even a real picture, but a digital piece of art that people were paying millions of dollars for. And by the way, they didn't even look good in the first place. It was kind of the thing that your five-year-old kid gives you and you put it up on the fridge and go, like it's, yeah, he made it, but like at what point is he gonna develop some art skills? You know, it just, it wasn't there. Um, so the NFT was something you were paying so much for and all I have to do is just hold the screen down and save the image and I've got it too now for free, you know? So it's already a stupid concept. And the best way I've seen it explained is you go into a museum, right? And you see a wonderful piece of art. I mean, not wonderful because it's empties, but in this theoretical 
situation. You see a piece of art and you say, I want it. How much is it? And they go, $1.5 million. You say, fine, I'll take it. Hand over the cash and you try to pick up the frame and take it home. They go, up, 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 up. Like you don't actually get a physical thing of this. Okay, You don't actually get to have this. What we're going to give you is a receipt. All right, that's all you get for it. You get this little paper that acknowledges the fact that you own this, but you know, do you really? We're all gonna come here and look at this thing all the same if it was actually interesting. So that's all that it is. And it was crazy, it took the world by storm. People were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, again, millions, for these stupid little things and I never got it. I felt like I was so out of the loop that I might as well have been telling people, oh, things were better in the old days. They weren't. And NFTs made no sense to me. I felt like I was insane. Um, and eventually the world caught up. Okay, people started realizing, like, what am I buying this for? What am I, what am I paid so much money, what am I doing with this thing? So they just appreciated so hard, man. Justin Bieber bought one for millions of dollars. I think it's worth like 50 grand now. Okay, they're dropping off 95%, I believe, is the average. Um, a couple of YouTubers bought them for $800,000. They're worth like $10,000 now. It's insane how fast you lose money, but you invest so much in this stupid little thing and there's a few little people that profit off of it. So it's just this weird scam. <laughs> that's all that it is. And so many people get duped for it. And that's why I call it the NFT, the noble fool's trade, dude. And it's hardcore, man. Don't get scammed. Again, I don't know much about finance, but uh, there's some things that's just so confusing that... I feel like we should all be a little bit more critical. This was one of those times where we needed a little bit more harsh judgment for somebody to go, what are we doing? Instead of everybody going, yes, pictures kind of, digital photos. What else is going on, man? Oh, my stomach. Oh, man, I've talked about <laughs> multiple times my ventures and my journeys with trying to develop some sort of culinary skill, okay? And I've been trying to make chicken and I do make the chicken, kind of, the last time I brought this up, I believe I said that I ate undercooked chicken, raw basically, where I cooked it on the outside, but the inner was so fleshy and disgusting and, and it made me sick. Um, now, in order to prevent that experience again, I have accidentally oversteered and that the chicken that I just had was so freaking tough, dude, in every sense of the word. You know, it felt like I was eating kibble. I, dude, I couldn't get my fork into the freaking thing. I'm like, oh, my chicken's done. Um, okay, well, you know, at least there's no bacteria, but how am I supposed to eat this? You couldn't put it into a blender. So I spent about an hour and a half just ripping off tiny pieces and I'm drinking it with like a gallon of water, just trying to soften, just trying to break it up. So, um, this is more so a message out to the people who know what they're doing. How do I cook chicken? I don't know, if I cook it one way, it's raw. If I cook it the other, it's stones, right? You could throw this at a neighbor's window and they'd call the cops because it's that hard and damaging. Um, that's all I really wanted to say about the chicken was that I just don't know what I'm doing. You know, I wish I could say that I tried to make this in the middle of the night and I just couldn't see, but uh, it was broad daylight, you know? I watched it and I still made awful decisions. So take that for what it's worth, dude. Um, that's really all I have to talk about, I think. Oh, you know what? I have seen that the show Squid Game, or Squid Games, Squid Game, one of those, I didn't see it, is they're working on like a new season or whatever, and the show took the world by storm. Um, I don't have any problem with the show. What I have, not necessarily a problem, but an interest in, is that they talk about, oh, this new K-drama. It's a Korean show. It's a K-drama. People talk about music. They go, oh, my new K-pop. I have 
again, not issue, but just like a question about the abbreviations. Why? Why? Why all the abbreviations? Why can't it just be called, oh, this is a drama? Why can't we just call it a show? You know, if I watch a funny Italian movie, I don't go, oh, I'm watching my new iComs. Yeah. Like why? It just just call it what it is. Yeah, I'm watching a Korean show. That's all that it is. Oh, is that K-pop? No, it's, it's Korean music. Like if you go to get some Kung Pao chicken, do you go, oh yeah, I'm just going to get some seafood. Some what? Oh, like some salmon? No, see Chinese food. Chi oh, if you go get some pasta, do we still call it pasta or do we call it eye noodles? I don't know what the deal is. And I think what's even more strange about it is that to these cultures, right? In the Koreans, they don't call it, oh, it's a K-drama. This is just their show. It's not called K-pop. That we as Americans just kind of have this new little abbreviation. It's almost like claiming it. It just sounds so pretentious. It sounds so weird. Yeah, I'm listening to some K-pop. It's just either call it Korean music or it's just pop music, no matter what languages. And sometimes they use English words. Like I get if you need to differentiate between certain things, like, oh, maybe this culture, they actually do dramas differently. They have to specify this is a Korean or a Japanese or an Italian drama because the way they shoot things, their style, their culture, their finesse, their pizzazz is different than we have in Western drama. But I still think it's silly to one, only put it with like the Korean stuff. It's, oh, it's just K-drums, it's K-pop. And we don't do it with the Germans, with the Japanese, you know? Indians actually have Bollywood for their own stuff. At least they have a name. But my whole gripe again, and more of a question is that, why the abbreviations? And then also, if we are going to abbreviate, why don't we abbreviate with everything? But uh, so anyways, I've been seeing a lot of that and it just sounds so <laughs> weird, you know? like. It, go put on an Italian show and tell somebody about it. Do you go, hey, I watched this comedy. I watched this show. Or do you say, yeah, I watched this iRomance film. And you go, what? <laughs> Is that some sort of new Apple product? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I just have questions, man. I don't feel like I understand the world. And that makes sense for Amishville. That makes sense for NFTs. And that makes sense for all the new genres that I feel like Americans are abbreviating for. Because again, they're not calling it. This isn't Italian food. It's just food, you know? Um, so anyways, guys, those are my questions. Those are my interesting thoughts. I forgot to do that. And just call the thing out. Skip the details and the plots. And these are some of my interesting thoughts. Hmm. All right. So anyways, we just wanted to do that jingle so you knew where I was coming from. <laughs> Um, anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It might have been a little bit of a shorter episode, but I love you all the same. I appreciate you. I'm happy to be here in this fall moment again, not officially, but basically we're here. Okay, so look at the days. We're chopping down on this calendar. Eventually we'll get to 2024 because I messed up and I bought a late calendar, but also they didn't sell. It's fine. Um, so guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you in the next episode. As always, write your questions to the show at Tristan Sartoris on all social medias or email at full circus at podcast wait full, wait full circus podcast at gmail.com got it okay look if i can't name the freaking thing right what chance do you really have anyways again i appreciate it have a beautiful busted day whatever you start you finish understand yourself and don't walk at night i'm out